When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Player Profiler and our podcast network is super resource intensive and we rely on premium subscriptions to the website playerprofiler.com to keep the engine running. Go there, sign up for our player rankings, Dynasty Deluxe, DFS package, or go all in. Those that subscribe are everything to us. Hi there, Mike and Adam, The Deep End, June 15th recording, 16th airing, 2023, Father's Day weekend. Adam and I spent a Fun couple of days in Cleveland earlier this week, the Fantasy Sports and Gaming Association Conference, which Adam was a part of, a paying member, contributor, and I was not. I glommed on. I'm happy to take the heat for that. (laughs) We will celebrate Dynasty Week here on the Player Profiler Network tonight. Talk Dynasty, talk through one of our recent startups, and then go position by position. How do the rankings look to us? Maybe some anomalies reside there also the latest was stefan diggs in buffalo pretty much the only news of the week almost the only news maybe the biggest news of the week in uh football such as it is right mid-june mike and adam uh thanks for watching and listening tonight and we are part of the player profiler network as i said welcome to the deep end Glommed on. I've always wanted to glom on. I don't know how long you've been doing that for, but to glom on sounds like a blast. I feel like I'm an elite level glommer. <laughs> glommer honor. But you know, I, believe it. I, I think believe you it. would vouch for me on this. I mean, I can certainly admit that a couple of times I stepped into the social scene at this conference, but I'm very uncomfortable doing that. Like if I don't have a ticket, I don't want to be seen there. There was one incident on monday or uh something that could have been an incident but um no like look it was really fun to be around a lot of guys that i am really happy to have gotten to know in fantasy football through you and you're a stud you got the draft in the experts draft so what's more proof of that yeah no that was that was a blast in the experts draft um i think that that was on sirius xm radio uh that was fun yeah, right. The, the experts air quotes. I know we're we're having we're having fun. We're having fun with it. But um, everybody was everybody was good in that. Hey, in the draft, there were such experts. We didn't even finish the draft. That's how that's how good we are. <laughs> it is now a slow draft. Four hours a pick. I'm at the gym today, trying to burn off the nine thousand drinks I had over the last three days, and I'm getting I get a a message like, "Hey, the draft's starting, and you're on the clock." I'm like, "Oh, awesome!" So. But no, that was that was really was fun. the San Francisco defense available? No, they were. There was the only D not available. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we have so many stories. We could do a whole show on the FFSGA, but uh, no, we wouldn't want anybody to watch it. Right, right. So it was the car ride home, actually, Adam. That was our show on the on the conference. Was the car ride home? Welcome to the car ride home. <laughs> that that cost extra. That's in our YouTube uh, subscribers only. That's right. That's so you get to know everything that happened. The two a.m. craps game. Oh, never play crapless craps. (laughs) 
which I can't even believe is a thing you could actually say in the English language. So in craps, if you start the game and roll a two, three, or 12, the game doesn't really start. You just sort of try to start again. Everybody yep. loses their money on the pass line and you just start again. At crapsless craps, I think, is there an S? There are three S's. Crapless craps. Crapsless craps. The two, three, and 12 become points. So I'm not going to try to explain the whole game, but my first three rolls, and somehow it didn't go disastrously, were 12, two, three. (laughs) And so I like to play, my strategy that I've always played when playing craps is to put three points on the board. So if you have a regular craps table where there's no two, there's no three, there's no 12, those are all sort of like resets. Four, five, six, eight, nine, ten. Eleven is an automatic win, like seven on the come out roll. I like to play three points. Point, money behind the line on the come. So new point, money behind that. Third, come out roll, money behind that. A perfect craps game, you roll a six, then you roll an eight, then you roll a five, then you roll a six, and then you roll, you know, whatever happens on the next come out roll. Too complicated already. So at this table, my points were 12, two, and three. And my task was to roll any one of those numbers. I didn't have the the courage to put money behind 12, 2, and 3. Like, just what a disaster. But well, listen, it went, it went just as poorly as when we rolled 6 and 8s. I mean, me, me and Rich Rebar were throwing 6s and 8s all night, and we couldn't hit the point. It's just, he was telling a story the next day about it, about, about how we couldn't, we couldn't hit 6 or 8 the point. But anyways, it's Dynasty Week, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy any new teams with the money I made playing crapsless craps. Oh, too bad. Before we get into dynasty strategy and observations, Stefan Diggs did not participate on Tuesday, the first day of mandatory minicamp in Buffalo. He did not participate in any of the unmandatory minicamp practices either. And Sean McDermott showed up on Wednesday and kind of changed the story about what happened on Tuesday, at least I think, and I think most do. Diggs was on the field Wednesday, and as is customary, the Bills, like many teams, canceled the last day, and I bet they were in a big hurry to get away after the drama of the week. Adam, does this worry you? I mean, also as a Bills fan, but in terms of Diggs and fantasy. Um, it doesn't worry me fantasy-wise because Diggs is going to play. I mean, they're, they're going to play. He's under contract. He, you know, why wouldn't he play? I mean, it's not, it's not an issue with the, with the money. I think Diggs just loves the attention. I think he's really upset about the way the last three seasons have gone, how they haven't advanced as far as he thought they should, how he has been in, in playoff losses. He's been irrelevant. He's disappeared. I don't know if that's him or Allen or both the offense or whatever, but um, you know, there's some off field, maybe there's some off field issues with Josh before the game last year, who knows? But so fantasy wise, he's going to be there. He's going to play. I, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I wouldn't move him down. In fact, if he starts falling, like you were trying to do over the weekend, get him later, get him later. Uh, I would definitely be taking him off uh, from a Bills team per perspective. It's it does scare me, like that, like the the camaraderie and it, it's all kind of been kumbaya perfect for the last three years. Um, everything kind of worked out great. But I think you know, as most things happen in sports, like some people kind of wear out their welcome or they get frustrated if they're not doing as well. So. I wouldn't move him down my my rankings yet, but from a from a team perspective, I, I am a little, little bit nervous. As Adam said, so when this broke on Tuesday, just after noon, I decided I've been wanting to do the three puppy drafts, at least three at a time, three fast drafts. Let me tell you, it was 
hard. Like yeah. I've seen other guys talk about doing that as many as five. Davis Maddock talks about doing five and I'm not man enough for that yet, but three. And I was always on the ends anyway. So it was like a little bit harder that way, at least in the beginning, but it was a fun challenge. And I'm thinking like, well, if I get a, if I sign up for three and I get a one Oh seven, can I get digs at two Oh six is you need though. And you and I talked about this in the car. Like you need the group to agree to fade him. You know, if there's one guy in there who is not buying it or doesn't even know about it, because it's still like an hour old at the most right. news, then he's going where he's going, which is around 108, 109. Uh, so in the three live underdog puppy drafts, puppy two, sorry, drafts, he went 9, 12, and 9. And I was uh, no beneficiary, but that's fine. And I don't know if that changed either. Uh, and he was on the field the next day. So, Yeah, and a lot of that stuff will happen throughout the summer. We'll talk about it. and. News will happen, and that night, you know, a lot of times we'll hop into a draft that night uh, because we know players are going to be falling. And you know, Alvin Kamara last year with the with the suspension that he's probably facing this year, we thought might happen last year, and all that type of stuff. And players are dropping, and players are rising. So a lot of times, if you're if you're smart, you hop, you uh, save some of that bankroll to hop into some of those drafts that you think are affected by uh, player news. I have seen some crazy things over there, but that's uh, typical depending on how many drafts you do at underdog it's dynasty night. So recently I believe on a dare from our friend Hillard yes, at death dealers, we had a dynasty league that came apart after last season, the first season, and he wanted to do another one. So amazingly we agreed. <laughs> Shocker. Shocker. Yes. We agreed. So thank and you so, for getting us into this. This is the Rotoviz $500 Rotoviz Dynasty startup and Adam when you sign up for that is the first thing you're thinking about even maybe stressing over is your draft position? Yes, and I it, totally don't care cuz I do so many drafts. Like redraft, I really don't care about my draft position unless it's like a 5k or or uh, even main events I do enough of those Rob, where I I just want to be spread out honestly in the main events. But if I do like a 3K or a 5K entry fee, I will uh, kind of want to get my guys. So I, I kind of care more about the draft position. But with this, but this, this too, right? These startup dynasty leagues, like especially in Superflex, like every time I'm like, I want one of these top elite quarterbacks. And naturally we pull the 11 spot. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and Hillard pulled the 12. And, and look, look where we both ended up at the one and the two. Right. We got, we got to where we wanted to first be. First round reversal, we call that. Yeah, first round. One RR, and so one RR, and yes. so we, um, so yeah, we we ended up making a trade to get up into the top two there, and so did so did Hillard, uh, Death Dealers up there. You can you can find them, uh, Death Dealers and Smoking Aces. I recognize. There's some other teams I recognize in here too. But uh, what was that trade that got us up into the top? Dynasty two? Depot, maybe also. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so we were at eleven, and there was an interesting trade at the three or the four that we thought was a pretty cheap price. So we offered the 102, 111, 311, 402. And we should, we should compare how we ended up there, if you want. For the 102, 602, 711, would that be right? I think so that's we, right. we offered 111, 311, 402. 402. For the 102, 611, 702, and a 24 third round pick. Right. Okay, right. Good. 
so I thought we did we did very well there, just in just in terms of the actual trade value. Mahomes or Allen, and we got Allen. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and you know, we had decided early on, like, you know, having a co-owner for these is is, is fun and great. And to, just to be able to talk through every every pick. And we decided early on, like, hey, we want one of these elite elite quarterbacks. So let's get as high as we can get. I had a tier of Mahomes and Allen being a tier, and then um, and then there was the next the next tier, and you can and you can, you know, kind of put all those quarterbacks in a hat, but um, I would have been fine. Uh, with any one of the next five QBs, if we had to get up to that point, but I really thought that the deal we made to get up to one hundred and two was a really good deal, and uh, I love Josh Allen. Well, even in dynasty startups, you still see some stacking. I think the team that picked Burrow at third ended up picking Chase at nine, and you know, if you're eating right and getting your exercise, you know, and things go well in the world, you think you might have this team for ten to fifteen years, yeah, and if you're into the burrow and chase idea, there's some other similar stacks in the NFL. You might have those guys for a long time. The Bengals are probably the quintessential example of that, you know, with as young as Chase is and as Burrow is, you know, Allen and Diggs, Diggs is older, Mahomes and Kelsey, Kelsey's much older, you know, Jackson and Andrews. So if you click on any of our picks, Adam, it will be highlighted who we took. What do you mean? There, oh, like that. Oh, wow. Is that new to you? That's so new. That's that is new to me. Live in the deep oh, end. Oh baby, the deep end. That is fantastic. guess who oh, yeah. just arrived in the deep end. Can we do it for everybody? Oh my god, everybody! What is going on here? So we okay. ended up well done, FFPC. Alan Watson. That's pick fourteen, two oh two. Decided that two quarterbacks in, get it out of the way. You can only pick three in Dynasty startups at FFPC. Get two in, and it might have been our very last pick where we picked our third, I think Ryan Tannehill, you know, and you have to decide Adam, right? Like, do we have more of a win now team? I tend to try to play both ends in these drafts, which can get, which can get me beat. Um, How do you decide as you get into one of these dynasty startups, which direction you want to go, or can you kind of go both ways? So I think what we did was, I, I think, that's the hardest thing to do, I think. But at the most success, like if you can pull it off, you're in great shape. Is to kind of be be young, but be good right right now. But that's obviously the hardest thing to do. I am never in in uh, blow blow the first year, uh, not care because I know some a lot of teams, a lot of really good dynasty players do do that sometimes. Like, hey, I'm just gonna trade everything away and just play for year two, year three, year four. Um, I'm never in that mode. I would be more. I would lean definitely more towards the win the win uh, now mode. But what I think, what I like that we decided to do and what we think we did was to get in win up to be long-term with the positions that I think are the most valuable in this, in this, in this form. So it being super flex, I think quarterback and tight end premium tight end position to be good at those now. And for the long-term, I think was very important for us. And you'll notice that the four out of our first five picks were those positions. and um. We also took uh, we took guys that were that are young guys that are going to be good for 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 a while uh, at those positions be, because too you can't get those and you've brought this up since the beginning of since maybe one of the earliest deep end dynasty episodes was in superflex and tight end premium you cannot trade for quarterbacks and elite t- tight ends like you just can't get them or you have to give up everything to to get them so we wanted to get those positions and those players locked up 
so that if we need to make trades later for running backs or receivers, they're much easier to get and to acquire if we need to. And what you haven't mentioned yet either is I don't, we have like what, two first, two seconds next year too? Something to that, to that effect? Yes, uh, two firsts and two thirds at least, the third from that first trade. Okay, so, so I can, I can even know, look I, that up too. But I, I wanted, I was, you'll remember this whole draft, I was like, Adam, there's a tight end, you know, whether it's Kincaid or Laporta or any of those young tight ends, like it was such a great year for it, such a turnover year at tight end. Every time I looked at values, I thought like tight end is good right here. And the ADP is two rounds later. Like Kincaid, I think is a good third round pick. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll yes. say it in this format and we got him at five twelve to stack with Allen. Yes. So, you know, thrilling Goddard at six eleven. I remember as more of a, let's just sort of push because I had this whole tight end thing in my head and like, I tried, we offered Goddard to a couple of teams after taking him, um, but, you know, they didn't want to. So I think we have a big lead at that position as well. And yeah. even toward the end, I wanted like the, the Musgraves and the Schoonmakers, you know, those Brenton Strange. I don't know who we got, if there's anybody else. But we got the Schoonmaker. Oh, we got baby. the Schoonmaker. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think we, we really did really well. I mean, the Allen to Kincaid stack, can be a thing for the next eight to 10 years, which would be so great in this, this format. And so I, I liked that we did that. And also, so we ended up with um, two firsts, a second and three thirds next year. Yeah. Um, so, we're, so that's why I wasn't too concerned going back to your original question is I wasn't too concerned about being super young because whatever we have issues with, we can, should be able to fill in with our first, with our, our six, uh, picks next year in the top three rounds so um i really and we won't need a quarterback because we've got two guys in allen and watson i don't don't know if you want to talk about watson at all in the super flex i thought that he was the last quarterback kind of in that tier of younger with elite upside but not like like you know if you go look like the quarterback after him or quarterback 10 right qb 10 love it i mean kyler murray i don't so kyler murray dynasty we don't even know if he's going to play this year they might be in a position where they, you know, between them and they have the Panthers, who do they have? Uh, no, Houston. Houston. Between them and Houston, they might have the first two picks in next year's draft. So Kyler Murray, I mean, I know it's got the contract and all that. They could draft, they've done it before, right? They took Murray when they had a quarterback or a guy that they had taken early. Um, so Rosen. Got, got Josh Rosen, yeah. So they might be a mess there. They might not even play Murray this year, and it could be a debacle moving forward. So I like Watson over, over Murray. Stroud, who knows? Bryce Young, who knows? Dak could have been a guy between Dak and Watson. I would have gone Dak yep. over any of those three quarterbacks. So I like what we did there. Are you kind of looking back on it? Are you okay with us going Watson as, as QB 10? Yes. I mean, I think there are other good positions to go with. Like Garrett Wilson goes seven picks later. Olave is another seven picks after that. So I think you could do that, but this is what we wanted. Richardson, if anybody listening is wondering, had already gone QB 9. Yeah. At 112, you know, and really, I think the decision on which direction you go establishes itself really early in these things. You know, yes. you get the late pick and you see if you can't make that trade, we were, I think we were fortunate to make that trade. You see seven quarterbacks go in the first eight picks. This is a dynasty startup. And then Fields at 111. I mean, that that's even fortunate. Maybe not everybody loves him. You can feel like kind of 
game's over for for future quarterback. Now I'm, now I'm going to play for this year. I'm going to draft Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, you know, guys like that, and try to accrue first if I can do at least whatever one of one of those things. You really might end up feeling like you have to pivot right away in these sort of drafts. So fun to do. Lots of different formats. The tight end premium thing makes the FFPC one especially, you know, maybe just different uh, where you really have to think about it. If you would, Adam, before we take our break, will you run down the roster for our listeners who aren't able to see the screen? Absolutely. So uh, first round went Josh Allen. Second round went Deshaun Watson. Fifth round, Dalton Kincaid. Uh, Sixth round, Ramondra Stevenson, who I love, who could, even if you don't like running backs, Early, we can he might have some trade value after a big year this year. Then Dallas Goddard in the sixth round. Um, then Christian Kirk in the eighth, Jonathan Mingo in the ninth, Mike Williams and Marvin Mims in the tenth. So very young receiving core. Roshan Johnson as our RB2 in the eleventh. This is a hero RB build. Um Cedric what, Tillman. What, what does that mean? Hero RB. It means uh, the reminder Stevenson is going to be our hero. He has to be okay. our hero at, at running back. Um, Rashad Penny and Tyler Algier in the 14th. Alec Pierce and Luke Schoonmaker in the 15th. Sure. Nico Collins in the 16th. McKinnon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So we that got was your team. idea. That's a good idea. Draft two, you're going to end up making cuts. Yep. Yep. And and we, you know, uh, we again, we needed another running back. So we kind of picked two. Hopefully one ends up being a thing. It'll probably be McKinnon as a third down back. Uh, Edwards will probably be cut. Um, and then Hunter Renfer, who I'm going to be way overweight on this year. And especially in Dynasty, he can get traded. He'd go to a new team. And Ryan Tannehill in the 20th round is our QB3. 19-11 for Renfro. He's young and good. The situation isn't great, but that could change on a dime. I mean, he, dime. Uh, yep. I think he's a nice player. All right, there it is. The Deep End Dynasty startup from the last few weeks here at FFPC. Mike Shope and Adam Krautwurst, thanks for being with us tonight in the Deep End. We're about to dig into the player profiler rankings and call out what we don't agree with. But first, a word from our sponsor. You know, people always ask me, hey, what is the, the World Series of fantasy or the Super Bowl of fantasy football? And it's easy. It's the FFPC, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. It's a $6 million prize pool. And they've had their never-too-early best ball leagues cranking since February. And so the FFPC is the answer to so many questions. Hey, hey, where's the best place to get a dynasty orphan? Well, you can adopt a dynasty orphan at the FFPC. That's why we partner with them. If you want to play fantasy football for low, medium, high stakes, seasonal, best ball, dynasty, go to the FFPC. And don't forget, promo code UNDERWORLD gets you $25 off your first team. $25 off your first team, no matter what team it is, no matter what format it is, at the FFPC. Go do it. Look at that hat. Incredible. This is the deep end. What do you think? I love it. This is the definition of a flat brim. Yes. So my son would love it. Where I want to just like instinctively. Yeah, no, no, no. You can't. You can't. You can't do that. You got you gotta wear that to the Scott Fishbowl here in Buffalo. Why not wear the hat? 
Right. Why not wear the hat tonight for a little bit? I like it. All right. So just want to give some and share some sort of observations about what the dynasty rankings look like. You know, we can talk trades and, you know, certain player takes along the way. We'll see what comes. Starting at quarterback from playerprofiler.com. We hope you subscribe. Mahomes, Hertz, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Lawrence, Jackson, Fields. The top yeah. eight. Anything about that order that bothers you? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I would take I would definitely take Allen over over Hertz. Um and here, here, here's why. So, like, Hertz might have. First of all, Josh Allen would have been the QB one every year for the last three years had they not had they played their final game of the, of the year. I think he was like a couple of points short of Patrick Patrick Holmes. He would have been the number one quarterback for three straight years. Insane, um, insane, absolutely insane. And he doesn't have. I mean, Mahomes obviously didn't have Ty- Tyreek last year, but he had an all time great mismatch in in Kelsey. You could argue Mahomes. Number, I won't even argue against Mahomes as as the number one. But Allen should be number two. Hertz will never, ever, ever again after this year have the weapons that he's had the last two years. I mean, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, elite offensive line. Eventually, you know he, you know the pay people need to get paid and all that type of stuff. It just doesn't happen. Allen, you out of the elite quarterbacks, Burrow, Hertz, Mahomes, Herbert, um, even now with Lam- Lamar Jackson. Not before, but you couldn't ask for like worse. Like he has digs, and that's it. Kincaid could get awesome. What I'm saying is he's a buy low now with the weapons around him. In Dynasty, when you look at the quarterback position, hey, what does the team look like around them? So he's been the number one QB with below average overall weapons compared to all the other elite quarterbacks. They could easily upgrade at different positions there. They, if they had DeAndre Hopkins, or if they had another receiver next year, like now the sky's the limit for, for Allen. So I would have Allen's make QB two. Um, but the rest of the stuff I'm okay with. Where's Anthony Richardson? Ooh. Too much on spec? 12. 12. Yep. 12. Fields is two years into his career. His first year, he didn't play so much. He did get on the field and really wowed with his legs. And then last year, something I just hate for these young quarterbacks, you know, Sam Darnold has kind of busted. He's on his third team already. Just did not get the stability that you need. I'm somebody in Buffalo who thought Allen was also not drafted into that, but the Bills did establish that. Like he he got there and Sean McDermott has always been his coach, whereas Darnold had a different Todd Bowles, you know, to Gase, right? And just changes and changes and changes. That worries me for Fields. Fields is already on his second, and he's got to get there this year for the fifth year extension and the commitment, like the Bears coming off the worst record in the NFL, I'm a little bit scared for him. Uh, I'd rather have Richardson. In fact, I, as I like Fields. you got to love his talent. I thought the Bears would have been better off trading him. Yes. And keeping the 101 and drafting a Richardson or someone else in that spot and then, you know, also uh, getting whatever else they would have gotten in that trade. So Fields, while I have plenty of him in different formats, uh, like I, it's just a little bit. I, I think you could be in a league where somebody is really excited about him, and if you're not, find out. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. I think the range of outcomes for Fields is so large. I mean, what you're hoping for if you have Fields or targeting him is that he has a a situation like a Jalen Hurts, where 
you know, two years ago, Jalen Hurts, what are we, what are they even going to do with him? Should they trade him? Should they keep him? And then they, Devonta Smith, AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard was already there. Elite offensive line. Like they just, they added all these weapons and he, he exploded. That's what you got to hope for with a Justin Fields. They started with DJ Moore, but even after that, it's like, you just don't know. They need to do much, much more. So if Fields show something this year and then they progress and they get some more weapons, fine. But like I think you're saying, there's just too many question marks. Like I would take Prescott and Deshaun Watson and Anthony Richardson over Fields and Kyler Murray. So I, I, I listen in a super flex dynasty, and I guess it really depends on how much you're, you're, you're playing for that first round pick. You can't have question marks about the future of your dynasty team for 10 years. Like you got a guy that, you know, and that's why it's so cool to take a quarterback. Cause generally like the good quarterbacks, you just take them and you set them and you forget about it for eight years. I couldn't do it with, 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 with Justin. In one 14 team super flex league, I've been, I, I, I mean, I've mentioned it on the show, like it's been frustrating because I combination undersold the value of quarterbacks in that startup draft. And the timing was the absolute worst for having the Allen's, the Allen crowd sort of arrive and smash and like, okay, well, I guess I'm stuck forever. But I had an offer for Trey Lance and two ones for Hertz. And I broke my wrist reaching for the accept button. I was, I was so fast. I sort of, out of not broke, but dislocated <laughs> where it comes out of joint. Like, oh my God, the answer to my prayers. You know, yep. so yep. Beautiful. it is really tough. Scott Connor was on our deep end podcast once in the past. And I just remember Scott, it still sticks with me. I was thinking about it today. Like you do what you have to do to get to one of those guys. Yes. And then you figure the rest out. And yep. that still seems right a year or two later with, the quarterback, uh, you know, talent. Anybody else quickly anywhere on the list you want to mention that you sort of find yourself drafting or trading for or just sort of dumping? You mentioned Tua earlier. I'll go first. Tua for me is a buy. Okay. I want to believe that, you know, his head injuries, and this is a serious subject, are probably really bad for him in life as he, as he grows older. I don't think with as much as is at stake in the NFL and the way he's talking and he's still 25 years old and he was super efficient and he's loaded with coach and weapons. I feel like there are enough people who are worried, like, is he going to make it to week four that I will take that chance? I think he's good enough. Situation's good enough. Win now. Absolutely. And we'll see what happens. I mean, no, no kidding. I mean, hopefully his health stays good because that's really scary. It was scary to watch him last year in the Buffalo game, the Cincy game. But um, I think there are enough people who are sort of worried about him that, uh, okay, trade him to me. Yeah. And I would be one of those guys who would trade him to <laughs> I, I, uh, checking I just... empire Niagara rosters <laughs> as we right. speak, as you speak, as I speak. Um, yeah. I'm out on it. I mean, I'm probably out on him in, in um, redraft. Uh, because of the concussion issues. So I'm certainly out on him in dynasty, especially because he's still going in the, in like the second, third round as a quarterback in super flex draft. So I just, it's nothing against his talent, you know, the talent around him. Uh, but again, he's another quarterback that you couldn't ask for better talent around him right now. Tyreek's talking about retiring, like what, like after next year, not, not this upcoming two years, maybe the yeah. year after. Yeah. So, um, you know, and the Waddle's going to want to get paid and, and all that stuff. So like, 
I just, I would rather be out on the concussion second round pick issues, but you know, if you can get him for cheap, like if you can get him from a guy like me, who maybe has, we can trade for him for cheap, but I wouldn't spend my second round pick on Tua. Um, if I can't go kind of to your question earlier, that didn't stand out to me. If I couldn't, weren't able to land, like just people weren't giving up those, those top picks and I had pick 12 or something like that. And I couldn't get one of those quarterbacks. I would be okay waiting a little bit and then just loading up on a couple of them, like going back to back or cousins is older 34. He might have a couple years left, but he's got good weapons around him. You know, Geno Smith, 32, but even in quarterback years now, you know, Russell Wilson to 34. If you were able to get like those three guys or something to add to, uh, to add to like some weapons that, that you already had assembled in like the first two rounds. Um, I like that kind of a long shot is like a guy like J- Jordan Love, right? Young guy. We don't see what he can do yet. And you can get him later on as well. Like the fifth, the fifth round or so uh, to really figure out like, Hey, if you take a flyer on it, see, that's the thing. You take a flyer on a guy like, um, who were we talking about earlier? The, the, the CJ Stroud. That's a second round pick you got to use on CJ Stroud. And he might be better than Jordan Love, but we don't know. And I'd rather spend a fifth round pick on Jordan Love, who's been sitting around for a couple of years waiting for, for his chance. So that's kind of my take on it. Let me test something on you in, with respect to Jordan Love, because he is somebody I have a, a strong opinion about. Do you feel like that's a good organization, Green Bay? Yes. Not just a beneficiary of having Favre and Rodgers like maybe they're a little bit sharp I mean the drafting has been weird so I'm not sure but I kind of think they are yeah they have had him in their system for three years there was no way did I do this last time there was no way he's moving in for Aaron Rodgers ever right nobody is take they're not taking Aaron Rodgers out no matter what his politics are no matter what he thinks of the GM so there's no, in my opinion, evidence on love from that, that Rodgers stayed in, even in a losing season last year. All right? Good organization. His not breaking through in three years, not relevant. And here's Green Bay, that coach and that GM, in a moment where everybody is watching to see what they can get done without him, without Rodgers. Do they make any move? For anyone else to be a safety net in case love flops, Garoppolo, Tannehill, anybody available that Minshew even, like just in case this doesn't go well because we're a little bit, just want to play it safe. They do not. Yeah. They think he's good. He's a first round pick who's been on the bench for three years. He's an athlete. I'm buying him. I, I feel like Jordan Love is one of the best deals in sports right now. There, and you you heard it here first, folks, on, on the deep end. That, that might be true, because I never hear anybody say it. So that's that's why I went sort of slow. And, yeah, and, no, no, I love it. I love it. And that's those are all beautiful narratives that all, all make sense. And so, People love Watson, too, Adam. Yes, and that's what I – so I took Watson in the serious experts draft, serious XM radio experts draft uh, at the – FSGA and I had to talk about Jordan Love and I certainly didn't do it as well as as well as you did but mine was basically like hey if Jordan Love is good Christian Watson's gonna be really really good like think about Geno Smith Geno Smith stinks Geno Smith stinks well all of a sudden he doesn't stink look what happened to the offense everybody was (laughs) awesome so if he can be Geno Smith 
right? Like that would be amazing for, for, for Christian Watson. And, and, and like we were saying before, um, uh, love is super cheap right, right now. 24.6 years old. By the way, yeah. Richardson, three years, more than three years younger than Fields. Uh, love and Fields are the same age. All wow. right. Running back, look, click on it as we look at the player profiler rankings, scroll down. Does anybody sort of think of the press your luck buzzer? Like, who do you, as you go down the list, who's somebody you want to hit the buzzer and talk about? Um, is that a dated reference? Do you know press your luck? No, I don't know any. You I don't? don't oh, no. my gosh. Hosted by Olean's Peter, the late Peter Tamarkin. No whammies? Come on, no whammies? Oh, I've heard of no whammies. Okay. I don't know. I've heard of you can't triple stamp a double stamp. Is that, is that the same thing? No. Okay. I think dumb and dumb. Um, I, I, you know, we talked about Ramadra for a split second. I think he's, uh, you know, only, he's only 25, has a, you know, not a lot of carries on his body either. Like age doesn't have a lot to do with it. A lot of times with running back, it's how many carries and touches that you've had. Um, Rashad White seems a little high to me. Again, they have him ranked 13th out of running backs for Dynasty over here at Player Profiler. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot unproven there. He could be, you know, great this year. He's going, he's going at a great value. And again, you don't necessarily have to draft him here as a 13th running back, but um, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot, like, you know, DeAndre Swift probably, what, Johnny's just 24, White, they're like the same age. Like, you know, it's Swift. Uh, might be in the same situation because Rashad White might have the backfield to himself, but I don't know if the, if that's the state of the running back situation in Dynasty. Like, count count me out if Rashad White is the thirteenth running back. Transition time: Elliot, Fournette, Hunt, maybe Cook, maybe Mixon leaving the stage. Yes. Rookies coming in. I like Rashad White because now teams do a lot of stupid things, but. If I were the Bucks, I wouldn't care if I had anybody else. I'd feel no pressure to sign some veteran to cut into him. I really don't even care if he's good. Let's find out. Let's let's give him 20 touches a game and see what happens. So I kind of like that too. But if I felt the Bucks were sharp and you know I wasn't going to worry about them signing somebody, then I would be drafting him all the time. Uh, but often teams are not that sharp. I'm a little worried for Pollard based on his price, especially in best ball, but dynasty wise, 26 is not the youngest by next year. He'll be on the older end of the scale, the spectrum there for age. And I still think Dallas it's Jerry Jones. I still think Dallas will do something else. Tampa has no incentive to do that. If they're smart, they will know that it'll be Rashad white and Sean Tucker and Chase Edmonds, and Keyshawn Vaughn, like whatever. Dallas is Dallas. They're a, like the third choice in the NFC. Maybe it's Zeke back. I've been sort of thinking that way. Maybe somehow it's Cook because there's more of a splash there. I think they can still use Pollard in a way where he's interesting, but he goes as like running back five in some of these best ball drafts, and I am just out. Like that is just, to me, Wait, wait to see what happens. It's still early in the offseason. So um, Dynasty, fine. Everybody, the thing about him is, like, every fantasy analyst mostly, like the PFF, sort of the people who see ourselves as sharp, all have always loved him. And, like, here's our moment. Now the stage is, is right. open to us to do our routine. And I don't know. It's still the Cowboys. It's still Mike McCarthy. Why would we think they're going to lean on Tony Pollard? I mean, he's good. The offense probably is good, but I don't know. Yeah, the dynasty thing's a little different. 26, now again, he doesn't have the carries of a, of a normal 26-year-old, but 
like you said, you know, like you said, it's, it's, what are they going to do? Then that's the whole thing with these running backs, right? Pollard, uh, Rashad white. Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to resign the Zico back to Dallas? Is equal to Tampa? Like, we just don't know. Like Rashad white, if we get in, if we get into like, if Zeke goes somewhere and Fournette goes somewhere and we get into like, okay, there's no like big time veterans left. I will be all in on Rashad, Rashad white in redraft and in dynasty. But until I see that, I'm, I'm going to wait it out a little bit by then. Dynasty redraft will probably be, be over. But, um, you know, ETN is another guy that I don't really think, you know, there's even a down arrow here on the player profiler. Uh Oh, um, you know, I just think Walker is really, really, really good. And I think that ETN just isn't that good that, you know, there's all this been stuff coming out about, um, you know, they're showing the film and how he, you know, he doesn't catch well downfield, doesn't run good routes downfield, doesn't know where to put his hands, looks confused, you know, between the difference between that and a swing. Like he's not an actual route runner. He's a swing pass catcher and they don't even throw him the ball a lot, you know, and then they, and then they drafted a running back in this draft that, that they really, that they really like, whose name Bigsby. is Bigsby. Thank you. Whose name is. And so um, that's a situation where again, man, man, this is where I find just the, the RB dead zone in dynasty to me is just so big. And it's like, if I can't get Bijan, I think Bijan is so head and shoulders above everybody else. And maybe even like Jameer Gibbs. I mean, I love that they have him ranked fourth here, but I might move him up a little bit higher. I mean, Brees Hall's coming off the injury, but you know, just the young guys who are in these really good, um, Jameer Gibbs, I think is going to be in a really good offense, but Bijan, he's still young enough where they can, they're a quarterback away from being an elite offense, right? They might be a team that goes out. And again, Dynasty, you have to use a lot of narratives, narrative street to figure out the future of your team. Like, they have Drake London, who's awesome. Kyle Pitts, who's awesome. Bijan Robinson, who's awesome. If they can just get one of these, like a veteran quarterback next year that maybe is coming off a, you know, whatever, disgruntled, whatever, like, they'll be elite. Bijan's elite. So it's like, those guys, I feel like, are so much better than these guys in the, in the 15th. I mean, Chubb's old. Chubb's great, but he's old. You know, there's so many question marks between age or offense or whatever. Like, get me out of here. Give me an, one elite one, and uh, and then I'll and then I'll dumpster dive. Damian Pierce at 23 with a new quarterback, kind of a new regime, not the GM, but just sort of new vibe with Houston. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I I can't quit him. I think he is good. I think they'll get better. And so young, one year into the league. I don't care about the draft capital. For me, the lean is absolutely yes on Damian Pierce. Kendra Miller. So I looked at underdog. This is not a dynasty point. I looked at underdog yesterday for exposure. He was my number one running back. I did not feel good about it. <laughs> like, there's still a few dominoes that have to fall the right way with the Camaras possible suspension. And Jamal Williams is there that, you know, okay, well, Kendra Miller. But. Good enough prospect. Um, that's a rookie that, in terms of dynasty, can be more win now, perhaps, than um, other rookies. Like, there's a little bit, there's an opening there for for Miller, I think. Um, keep going. Yeah, no, I, I like to, this is where I like to hit these these later, you know, uh, the Charbonnet types. Again, I love Kenneth Walker, but like these, like, one injury away guys. Charbonnet, Roshan Johnson might just sort of win the job in Chicago. A-Chain is the best running back in Miami right now. Cook might shine. Cook was really good last year for the Bills. He didn't get the ball a lot. Um, Singletary was there. Singletary's gone. He might be the guy there now. 
Um, you know, getting two or three or four of these guys. Madison's rising up the board. He's 25, but again, doesn't have the touches of the 25-year-old guys. Give me three or four or five of these these guys in, in here. Um, the Tanks, Bigsby's, the, you know. Uh, and so take a shot on youth uh, because, you know, the turnover every year is 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 crazy at, at the at the running back position. I think we should wait on receiver and tight end for next week. Fine. If- it's yeah. It's not Dynasty Week though. It's it's controversial. <laughs> it's controversial. That's listen. Doesn't mean we can't do another Dynasty episode next week. Well, we have some exciting things coming up. We're going to do some drafts, a best ball live FFPC draft with Brad Stalder. We have Pat Corain coming up yeah. as well. But I'd like to get back to that chart. I just think we can't do it justice with the time we have left. Yeah, Adam, how do we follow you and get to know you? Whoa. Um, you flag can football draft. Flag football. This big Saturday. flag football guy. That's right. Big right. flag. But wheeling and dealing all day. I got, in fact, I got to get out of here. I got some trades. I got, I got to. How did that one trade go? Um, Fine. It went fine. We're going to get what, what, what we want. We're going to get what okay. we want. A nice Sound offer. Sound confident. confident. Skill guy. Um, but this the, is, hey, can I say something? You guys. This is crazy. Like, I'm very rarely impressed in life anymore. But <laughs> driving back from Canton as Adam is in a flag football league with friends and other people, they literally trade each other and draft each other. Like, it's a combination of real football and fantasy. And he's actually on the phone with a guy as we're driving hands-free where he's talking about what to offer to get, you know, this guy and that guy, like real people. Real people. Just uh, much respect. I'm trying to get the league to go to like, to, to video the, the draft live so that everyone can find out where, where they got drafted. They're just being uproar. Um, you need a Roger Goodell, though. You need somebody to right. the bro hugs and the yep. yeah, yeah, know, yeah. bragging out. So that could be bro, you. That could maybe be you. me. Maybe me. Pete Rosell was so much better at it than Goodell because Rosell would say the position first, quarterback. Okay. He sort of had a nasal quarterback. And then you'd wait, like, who was he going to say? Yeah. But Goodell says the name first, which is yeah. not as good. Unless you, unless it's Josh Allen or Josh Rosen. Then you're on the edge of your seat. Then you don't know what's what it was. Say the first name first and then yeah. talk for a few minutes about, you know, concussion protocol and different things, league initiatives. And yep. then the last name, so that you know that's that's really that's really dragging it out. Um, but yes, you can find me at, at Adam underscore Krautwurst. You can find us at the Deep End, obviously, and and Deep uh, End FF one, Deep End FF one, and uh, all man, we're going to be doing so many drafts. I can't wait. We're going to have more and more guests on, more events that we're going to do that we'll be announcing soon. And this is just 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 the beginning, just the beginning. We're almost uh, we're almost in in the thick of it. Almost, almost. Okay, well, thanks for watching us on YouTube or listening, iTunes, Spotify. I'm Mike Shope at Shope Talk, S-C-H-O-P-P-T-A-L-K. Thanks, and hi, how are you to everybody we saw in uh, Cleveland this week? It was really fun. Back on Tuesday with the next episode of The Deep End, brought to you by the Player Profiler Network. Thanks for being with us tonight. See you guys. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. 
So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all of this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.